Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Welcome to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars. I'm your co-host, Don O'Neill. We're going to talk about one of the most controversial social media polarizing situations going on in the world of motorsports, along with a few other business topics, if you will. So that being said, thank you for tuning in wherever you may be listening from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Hitcher, Hatcher, and anywhere else that you're picking up a podcast on your social media device. I really appreciate you tuning in as we get a streak rolling with two episodes of Racers and Rental Cars as the winter time has officially hit Southern Indiana. And uh, yeah, it's cold. So let's get going. Right now, as I'm recording, unless you live under a rock, the last weekend this past weekend of motorsports across the country was unreal if you are a fan a race car driver a supporter of motorsports and even at some point into the marketing side of motorsports the the last weekend to include the week leading up to it has been awesome if you want to talk about content controversy and things that just make you go Wow, didn't see that coming. So let's talk about some race updates. Let's give all the props in the world. Joey Logano, one out in Vegas. Erica Enders, Ron Caps, Justin Ashley down in Texas. I mean, right now, hello, Erica. Ninth win of the season. She is running rampant over everyone in the NHRA Pro Stock pit area it seems like the elite team everybody over there they're pulling the rope in the same direction that is apparent uh cannot uh, discount the fact that nhra is going to go down to the wire it seems like with top fuel and funny car uh, world championships is i'm sorry erica they're they're going to crown her when it comes time uh, out in vegas here in the near future as everybody is uh, making that trek back West for the NHRA and NASCAR is making their trek back East as they're passing each other out there on the highways and the byways and the airports. Big news out of NASCAR that made you go. Okay. If he can do it, it'll be somebody his motives and thought process and circumstances are going to make others think about it as they move forward in the future. And a lot of times we talk about the fact of sometimes as racers, we have to be protected from ourselves. Like we are our own worst enemy, right? Like we're tell us we can't do something and we're going to figure out how to do it anyway. And because it's the competitive side of it, it's the dry, you know, you, you put a helmet on and you strap in and that's what you do. And that's your job. And it's what you love to do. And when it comes time that you've got to start contemplating the fact of taking the helmet off, 
sometimes you're, you know, at that point, your influencers, your circle, your group, uh, your advisors, you know, the individuals that you confide in, that you trust, right? That you hope, hope and pray that they they genuinely have your health and best interest as the foundation of their advice, right? The, what's the old um, what's the old cliche? Uh, emotion is the worst advisor, right? And it is. I mean, if you, it's it's so easy to let emotion make your decisions for you, right? And so, if you can take emotion out of it, you saw it. If you saw anything on social media, Kurt Busch in NASCAR announced he was stepping away from driving full time for 2311. And there was a lot of philosophical business circumstances that if you listen to his words and so forth, that he is he is allowing the the opportunity to grow the you know for the organization 2311 with Tyler Reddick now coming over from RCR like probably one of the worst PR uh back and forth between 2311 and RCR when they made the announcement uh just a, just a couple months ago uh Tyler Reddick will now come over and and he'll get started one year sooner than what they had initially planned but Kurt Busch choosing his health and the business first. I thought it was great. Uh, I think it sets a a precedent for, for people to other racers in other organizations to say, okay, you know, when is enough? How many, you know, how many more times am I going to put myself through this? And the business side of that, you could hear in some of Kurt's words, personal and professional. I mean, if you've been around the world on motorsports and followed NASCAR, even at a distance, every organization that Kurt Busch has been involved with, every one of those groups, and to include his former peers, drivers, crew members within those organizations, consistently coming out and talking about how he made the organization better. Uh, And so when you know that you're making decisions based off your health and based off of the organization, you can, you know, you can kind of, kind of see that that's a, that's one of those deals where that's a hard decision to make to say, okay, I'm going to climb out of doing something that I've been doing for good Lord. I think Kurt Busch has been driving race cars. It seems like for three decades and I mean, he is going to be a Hall of Famer. There is no doubt about it. And I know that that argument will will start to take off when he becomes eligible on the ba- on the ballot uh, for entry. But I mean, that was um, that was a little fulfilling, if you will, on my side to to watch his press conference, see him make the announcement, because all of us at some point have to decide to put the helmet up. Uh, and watching people do it and make those announcements and step away and still be involved in the world of motorsports and still feel a sense of being and and being a part of it. 
Uh, that I mean, that's all we probably all want, right? You know, the the next best thing, if you will. So it, that was an emotional deal. Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, got a lot of racers right now. NASCAR, a lot of buzz about the next gen car and how safe it's truly not, how hard the hits are, and um, so that's that. It was that happened on Saturday, and then Sunday. It's like everybody in the garage forgot all of the underlying circumstances of these incidents and these medical conditions that NASCAR drivers are dealing with right now. Uh, and we had the uh, hook and spin controversy, if you will, uh, between Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson that took place Sunday afternoon. and. And I have to admit, I was not watching the race, not watching the race. But Sunday afternoon, my social media feed blew up uh, with the video clips and the 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 hay, not really haymakers, right? That's not, you know, people, it was kind of funny is like Bubba, Bubba's fighting Kyle Larson. And I'm like, watch the clip. And it's like. He just pushed him. There wasn't no punches throwing. That's not a fight. That's a push. Um, so to, if you didn't watch total, I mean, right now, social media for the rest of the week, uh, leading up into the weekend, I'm sure it's going to burn down. will have burnt down by the time you, this uh, episode drops, uh, because we're, I'm sure we're going to see penalties and fines laid out. It's a given. Uh, it was a high risk, not, not the best, uh, decision-making, right. I just talked about emotion, uh, not being the best advisor and the worst part about it, right. As race car drivers is that, you know, we're, we're in cars, we're competitive and something happens and we let emotion take over and it's not our best advice right and that's uh it's always the backside of it it always is in all professional sports football players basketball players baseball players hockey if you're in a professional sport and you're competitive and passionate you're gonna have those come apart moments if you will and bubba had a come apart moment and you know uh the, the interview clips with Marty Snyder, uh, I mean, he did a great job. It was nice to see some uh, solid PR as he was pushing on Bubba and Kyle for information and, and if you will, the soundbite. But I don't think that, that the image, right? So what, what that image showed how Bubba hooked Kyle right rear turns him everything going on with the safety and the accidents and the metal con concerns of impacts. I, I would venture to say that that was not on Bubba's mind when he hooked him. It was on Bubba's mind probably after he got done with the fifth or sixth interview and the adrenaline started to calm down and he went and I could have, I probably could have hurt Kyle Larson there, if not possibly myself. 
But at the moment, in the heat of battle, emotion was what was there, and it played out. And there, you know, social media took over, and people calling for Bubba's suspension and and all of this. And and I'm I'm gonna tell you that I cannot stand to read people's comments when they involve derogatory comments, right? They're using disparaging terms and they're voicing their opinion, right? And that's fine. We, I mean, 23 years in the military, defending the opportunity for you to have freedom of speech. Totally get it. But the freedom of speech does not give you the freedom to be arrogant or i'm sorry it does give you the the opportunity to be arrogant i think ignorant is probably more so but it seems arrogant that people think that when they send these tweets and social media comments out that it's gonna matter right i mean if you're passionate because you're a kyle larson fan i get it if you're passionate about it because bubba wallace and 2311 is your team i get it uh if you're with Christopher Bell who got tied up in it and he was a playoff contender, um, you know, fellow Toyota teammate and you're a Toyota person, you're passionate about that. I get it. But can you, can you work hard and try to do a better job of leaving disparaging comments out of it? Right. You, I mean, you had two racers and they had an incident. And there's been other incidents this year that haven't had the toxic comments and wording that seems to be taking over. And I think that is, that's a problem. If you're out there and you can't, you've got to make comments. You know, I, I mean, same thing about Erica, uh, people make comments about Leah, uh, Krista Baldwin, I mean, our female counterparts over on the drag racing side, the ones that are making comments about Haley Deegan, uh, Bubba, because of his race. I just don't understand why that has to be part of the circumstances. So, um, you know, it was that those those get the quick flick of the thumb. Uh, as I'm scrolling, if you will, uh, I try not to block people because some people are have from time to time constructive, intelligent opinions or points of view. And I want to be open minded about that to try to see that the problem is, is that I have to I have to cross out or ignore um, some of the adjectives or disparaging comments, if you will, to get to the point. Right. and. So that's a challenge, if you will. I'm asking you all to, if you if you do that from time to time, set that aside. Don't come up with come up with the direct facts as you uh, tweet your comment or make your comment on Facebook, social media world out there. So um, it'll be interesting to see what NASCAR does. Uh, I'm recording, and Bubba's issued a po- an apology, and everybody trashed him over that and they're gonna and they're nascar cannot get this outcome right because people are going to be upset one way or the other 
Uh, and it's whatever you get, whatever you ask for, you need to make sure that you're consistent with that. And some of the people that are out there making comments, they weren't making those kind of comments about Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin or Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a place for, for those types of thought processes uh, and conversation, but in motorsports, they're racers and it doesn't matter if it's a male or a female, uh, Asian, African-American, it, it just doesn't matter. And leave those out and talk about their success of being a racer. Um, and, you know, if you're going to use race or gender involvement in it, I'd challenge you to use it in a positive mindset, not a negative. Spotlight their ability as a female racer or spotlight them for the fact that it is difficult and the sport that, that we're all competing in is not easy for everybody. So, um, yeah, that's your be kind, be human, uh, take the high road, if you will, thought process for me on today's podcast. All right, we're going to move on to what I think is another significant topic that I think may be getting brushed over for a little bit is the fact that some NASCAR team owners, executives, held a press conference and talked about the charter system for sponsorship and revenue splits and so forth. And a while back, Cam and I talked about the charter system. I can't actually remember what episode it was, but I know we talked about it because from the standpoint that the the OEMs, the manufacturers, if you will, are involved. They have their NASCAR has a farm league. They have a farm system. Um, you know, Kyle Busch did not go, you know, he's leaving Toyota at the end of the year and he had KBM Motorsports truck series and Kyle Busch Motorsports trained, gave a lot of experience and a lot of opportunity to Toyota drivers as they came through the system and moving from, you know, Arca and truck and into Xfinity and moving into cup, the manufacturers are involved with that. And there's, and revenue splits help, right? The charter systems help. And right now the numbers, the teeter totter, if you will, is, is really one-sided and, there's been a lot of conversation about it. And if you think about it from that standpoint, Cam and I always talked about the fact of trying to have something like that in drag racing. Um, a lot of the other associations, a lot of the other sport motorsport series, circle track, um, IRL, Formula One, lots and lots of manufacturers support in that, in those series that kind of help with the training process of developing drivers, crew members, crew chiefs, executives, engineers that they invest that money in to make their organizations better. The charter system is part of that, right? I mean, when you have somebody like Dale Jr. talking about the fact 
that he's not willing to pay the price for the charter because it's kind of one-sided and the numbers don't work. So if you flip the coin over and you start applying that thought process to drag racing, you, you wonder where we're going and how we're going to improve this week. Dodge announced that they were not going to come back into NASCAR. Um, it may, may have been like the worst kept secret ever that, um, Roush Fenway Kozlowski racing was talking with Dodge. There was a lot of rumors that that was, that could be a landing spot for Dodge moving forward, coming back into the sport, Tony Stewart, which was a huge thing was the fact that Dodge acknowledged, uh, Tony Stewart racing TSR with Leah Pruitt and Matt Hagen, that they were just going to be content. They were happy with the performance of their Mopar teams in NHRA drag racing. I think that's a great thing. I think when a manufacturer comes out in states that they're happy with the organization that they're investing money, uh, technical resourcing and so forth in that's, that's huge, right? If you're Tony Stewart and, and, uh, Kelly Antonelli over there, you're probably, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. A little fist bumps because that means this, that they see the value in what you're doing to return. Um, I don't, I, I think the other challenge with that is why we can't do something like the charter system or a, a big uh, step hole, if you will, is the engine platforms that we use in drag racing. And I think that is a challenge for OEMs because the performance side of it is so so significant, right? We've got street cars now from the OEMs that make ungodly amount of horsepower compared to what it used to be back in the day. So organizations like NMCA and MRA and some of your regional series or car clubs, if you will, um, you have your import challenge that, that goes on where a lot of the, the overseas or import quote unquote engine platforms get to showcase. That's a that's a big deal. And so we're a little bit more fragmented in that matter. Would I love to see some sort of charter system or farm system come into drag racing where we can develop drivers, guide them with, with PR training, uh, brand thought process, creating a brand for them, letting them identify with certain brands and segment groups in the consumer market that then they can feel passionate about and invested in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Do I feel like the manufacturers and those, and some of the organizations have the money to do that? Yes and no. It, I think it all depends about how it's packaged. Um, when you start to look at somebody like a Penske racing and how, uh, they handle their B2B opportunities and the investment piece of that uh, and the outcomes. I think that's huge and it would be lovely. It would be wonderful to bring and incorporate some companies over into drag racing in that manner. Uh, but at the same time, it's still a challenge, right? And for, for most, it's a, it's a change of mindset 
right? We talked, we've talked about this to like the horses that on the show in the past, you, you need to find something product wise, brand wise, organization, company, executive, however you want to try to, to label it for you to be passionate about, you know, and, and I've said this before that if you have a, partner, if you have a sponsor involved in your organization and you're out in a restaurant and somebody is talking about a competing brand or, you know, they need to find something. Uh, my favorite one that I use all the time is I, there has been so many times I've been at places to talk about tub of towels, right? People talk about cleaning messes up moms in their, in their vehicles with kids and so forth. And I, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to buy and have, and it will clean everything underneath the sun up. And so, but it's so easy for me when somebody's talking about it to, to be able to talk about tub of towels and how tough the wipes are and how easy they make life for you. And so you, you need to find things that are very easy for you that you use on a regular basis that you can be passionate about and, and, and double down on that and focus on that and figure out how to help those types of companies. And right now in drag racing, the manufacturers, they're trying to figure out how to sell more cars, sell more products, sell more engine parts, sell more components. Um, and that being said, I think it's a challenge to find those platforms and those opportunities in NHRA drag racing. Obviously Mopar has been huge this year with their footprint. Uh, Pet boys has come in and done a huge job with their footprint. And so I think those opportunities are out there. They're still out there. You know, I, I get the comments that come in and people want to talk about no prep Kings and street outlaws and how their attendances are and so forth. And, and that's true. Right. And those are numbers. And I think that if you sit back and you go, well, they had 10,000 fans at Norwalk. Okay. If you aren't watching the show, and you're doing a true survey and you go out and you start walking through parking lots where spectator parking is start browsing through there take take inventory of what types of vehicles are out there in the parking area take a little bit more of an inventory of the people as they come through the gate how many of them are young families pushing kids in strollers how many of them are um perhaps young young 30 somethings late 20 somethings that are moving on how start looking at the economic demographic side of it i've always said that the no prep king street outlaws the that type of venue and opportunity is huge for expendable consumer products. Huge. You need to have a laundry detergent, a toothpaste. Uh, you need to have Manscaped or uh, Sleep One, or you need to have these products that are out there, these companies involved, 
with your spectators because they are truly the economic group that you can impact sales and revenues on right then and there at those events. Those events are consumer driven. And they are quote unquote, I had I had a certain executive tell me that that street outlaws and no prep kings is the modern day of going to the circus. They you, young families go in, there's there's loud sensory overload with turbos and blowers and nitrous cars, and it's a production, right? Like the circus. And it captivates people. There's drama in it. It's being filmed. There's so much that goes into it that it's enjoyable for, for people to go to young families that they can have the excitement. Uh, I had another executive tell me it's vehicular wrestling, right? It's the new version of the WWE, if you will. All of these things in some way, shape or form attribute wise are true. And, and that doesn't make it bad does not make it bad. It makes it a challenge, right? Uh, obviously, there's lots of legal, uh, lots of uh, ownership of content, property rights, and so forth. So that can probably make it challenging for a lot of uh, marketing teams to bring in products or companies to be involved to try to impact uh, those individuals, right? That that group that comes in attendance for spectators and so forth. Uh, so it's still an awesome way for uh, high performance companies to show off their performance products, you know, actually on the track, right? The pro lines, the turbos, pro charger, so forth, nitrous cars. That's, that's huge. Again, trying to wrap your hands around where manufacturers go and how you bring companies in all of these things go into consideration and it is extremely tough, right? But the NASCAR side of it, if you think about it, they use three different series, sometimes four, to leverage their OEMs and their product opportunities. So it, it's a big challenge. And as somebody who sits back and tries to analyze all the different opportunities and the numbers and so forth in which you can leverage and move forward, uh, it's at times you go, okay, this has got four pros and this has got three pros and this one's got five pros. And it's tough sometimes to decide and you have to, to start peeling the onion back. But the economic situation that we're in right now the changing world of marketing, digital marketing, it's numbers, 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 right? Numbers, numbers, numbers. Everything is a numbers game. And at times I have to slow down and go back and watch a, a show. And I would challenge all of you, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch The Social Dilemma. I think when you're, when you're sitting down and you watch that and you pick up on the things that it shares and you try to look at how you apply it to the marketing world, to be significant and impactful. Uh, there, there's a lot of a lot of processes and ideas in the social dilemma that if you're out there and you're chasing the world of sponsorship and marketing or business at the organizational level uh, for racing associations, that it matters, right? And it matters. So, um, so that being said, I have rambled on and rambled on and rambled on a little bit. Uh, going to close out the show before we do 
I want to say thank you to all of you that reached out last week with some feedback and so forth on our quote unquote mental health episode. Uh, I appreciate some of the, some of you sharing your uh, interpersonal thoughts and some things that you're going through. Uh, I appreciate hearing the fact that my words and so forth uh, resonate. Uh, with individuals, that's always a good thing to know that I didn't waste your time for 30 or 45 or 60 minutes uh, when we record. And so, uh, you know, thank you for that. I'll try to not waste your time as we move forward, try to give you a little tidbit of this or that. And by all means, always please feel free to jump on social media, send me a message, uh, comment, so forth. Be glad to interact with you and uh, listen to your opinions and thought processes. And also at the same time, I want to give a shout out to RFK uh, NASCAR as they announced this week that the Chicago race, they actually have a town in Chicago suburbs, if you will, Elk Grove is going to be the sponsor on the number six car. And I thought that was so unique that they went and got a town to be a sponsor during the Chicago race. I thought that was awesome. Uh, we're well over a year away from it and from the event in downtown Chicago, but I thought that was really, really unique to get a town as a sponsor for, for that team during that event. So uh, shout out to them for being outside the box on that. thought that was cool. Um, in closing, uh, before we do all the sponsor wrap-ups, want to uh, send our condolences to Ty Payton, PDS, and the whole entire Payton organization and family, Cam Foray, his family, as Todd lost his dad, Barry, uh, this week, 79-year-old man that uh, loved, was passionate about racing, fuel racing, uh, lots and lots of memories from the IHRA days and so forth, Barry Payton. Uh, and Todd and his entire family uh, gave a lot of drivers their chances in race cars and top fuel racing and so forth over the years. So uh, our sport got a little, got a little smaller uh, this week. So we send all our condolences and prayers and well wishes uh, to the Peyton family and everyone involved in uh, Barry circle. So we wish them um, well during this difficult time. Don't forget to stop by, check out Equalizer Hitch. Use the discount code DRAGRACE. Pick yourself up some awesome tools to figure out what you need to do to be safer going down the road in 2023 with whether you're doing a, a gooseneck trailer, stacker, whatever the case may be. Sway control, their digital level that's used for the proper ride height, the tongue weight tool that they have check out them equalizerhitch.com drop them a note tell them where you heard about them and if you buy something from them or need something from them you can always contact us at american rv be more than glad to uh, talk to you about it educate you get you taken care of as equalizer hitch's sway control is the number one hitch control that we recommend to all of our customers at american rv at Basin's American RV here in Evansville. So that being said, that discount code again, drag race and uh, save some money.
when you order. Folks, I'm going to close out. I appreciate you guys tuning in two weeks in a row. Got some people coming in over the next couple of weeks for the episodes you're not going to want to miss. Please like, share, write, review. Tell everybody that we are back on the air and the upcoming winter months as we're moving forward cam and angie cam will be coming back in pretty soon to talk about some big news that he has to share they're out there chasing the nhra events in jet around the west coast area so cam will be stopping back by but again have a great week look forward to talking to you next week racers and rental cars podcast see you